uh, like either your Amazon or your Google. You can just say Alexa, play Rock 1069 and iHeartRadio. And the same uh, applies with Google, and you can listen to us that way as well. I'm fired up today, Phantom. Okay. I'm in, um, I, I, I got to shed some bad, uh, some bad mood. Okay. I got to shed it. All right. Because I want to have a good show today, right? I want to be positive. But yesterday afternoon pissed me off. Okay. So I had an appointment to get my taxes done at noon yesterday. Okay. Now, I know what people are going to say, just do them yourself. Now, this is one of those things where it's like, I get money back. I, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very small portion of, of my refund that they take. And I feel like it's me paying for peace of mind. That I didn't do it wrong. That I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, that this, is, this has been submitted properly and done the way it should be. And if anything goes wrong, their lawyers kind of take care of it for you, right? I like that. And if all that costs me is $100, that to me is worth peace of mind, right? That's fair. I get that. You know what I mean? It's plus it's just that I don't have to do it. The the hardest part then is I have to sit there and listen to Leonard tell me the, these stories and I'm like Leonard I don't care. Yeah, just, I don't care, dude. All just, right. Just keep pressing buttons on the on the calculator, man. Just like, you know what I mean? And and now much like, you know, any anything else that you walk into and pay for, there's an assumption with Leonard that he's like some sort of like tax guru that he's some sort of like, you know. He's not. He's just some dude, you He's know? unemployed the rest of the year. No, he's probably just living in, you know, living in Perry Township doing his thing, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, Literally he's 90. Okay. And like he's just and this is I think it's like the only thing he does all year okay but at the end of the day at least you're right of like well i got a receipt you've got right you've got some you've got some sort of like deniability there i once had a friend family member who was doing my taxes because they were a cpa right and things got screwed up like massively screwed up and i was like never again okay never again well my sister's friend's sister it's not a haircut these are my taxes okay you know what i mean so it's like i like like the peace of mind so i had my appointment yesterday at noon and I thought this was going to be as simple as going online and printing off my W-2. And it should be. Should be, yeah. But I'm Dan Stansbury, so of course not. Okay. <laughs> so I get my W-2 from from this job easily. Yeah. I was going to say, I know it's easy to do. All you got to do is go into the, uh, you know, the yeah, program. Yeah, program. And it's called Workday. Things, press print, and there you go. Not Stansbury's got the info. It's literally click this, and here, here you go. You print it out. But at my second job, that... Technically, I work for two companies. I don't understand how that works. I don't know why I work for two separate companies, but I do. So long story short, I need a W-2 from both of them for one job. I don't understand it, but whatever. So I try to go onto the website to get one of them. And it turns out that the HR woman set up all of our accounts for us and then answered the security questions. So as I'm trying to get it, so she emails us like the, the username and password to get in, but they ask you these security questions, right. and I don't know the goddamn answers because I wasn't the one that filled it in. Like, what kind of moron runs an <laughs> HR department and goes, I bet this is what I should do? Like, who in the world does that? How am I going to know? First of all, I've never, this woman's not even in the state of Ohio. Like, she has no, I'm never going to meet her, ever. Ever. Melissa's her name, and I hate her. Like, I'm never going to meet this woman ever in my life. Like, ever. Why would you answer these questions and not tell me what, like, why was that not in the email of, like, hey, by the way, we answered these all pretty easily. You lived on, like, Easy Street or whatever. Like, something as simple as that. So then it turns out, not only do I need that W-2, which I still can't get, I actually have another appointment set with Melissa on the phone today to try to get it. Right, so I had to cancel my tax appointment. Now it's that's rescheduled for one p.m. today. <laughs> but not only that, that the other W two I need from said job got sent to one of my old addresses in Cleveland, even though I've lived here for four years. 
And because they're such a buttoned up operation that I had to drive an hour to go pick up a hard copy yesterday to make sure I had it ready for today. So it's two hours in the car yesterday and I still can't get into the goddamn website to get one of them. All this so I can make sure the government gets to take more money from me. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's not like it's even going towards something that you want here. <laughs> like, like, just yeah, get your taxes done. I, I don't I don't understand here. And like, I mean, I, dude, I've had eight million jobs, bro. Like, I it just it's it, it's almost insane. Probably going to have, have a couple more. I have never, never had two W-2s. From one job. I mean, I've had I've had to take four W-2s in and been like, yo, I've had four jobs this year. Yeah, I've done that too. But I, I, I've never had multiple W-2s from one job. I mean, were you getting double dipped on there? Was it the, I mean, were like two were two companies taking a little bit out? Or like, I, I don't know how that works. It's like work. one of these things where I, I don't know because you can only be paid. It's like you're only being paid from one. Right, right. At the end of the day, yes. So I think what's happened here is that half of the year, they took on a partner. Okay. And what I think happened is that, that half the year, you were still working for X. But then now somewhere in for... here, this company officially, what happened here right. okay. is they took on a partner for the booking of okay. venue, okay. and they took on a separate partner for the concessions of the venue. And so when that happened, I think we switched from actually company A, the bar itself, venue itself, and then now we are company employee B, B okay. and we and I work for this concessions company, which, by the way, they are the concessions company that handle the concessions for all the PGA tours, which is one of the reasons I've been keeping that job, just in case I should be able to may, it, it need that at some point. It's like, yeah, maybe I'll just go do that. Maybe I'll, I'll be as close to the golf game as I can get, which it was, of course, why I want to be in a good mood today. <laughs> today should be like Christmas morning for me. I finally get what I want. Who cares about the NBA Finals? Who cares about the Super Bowl? Nobody. Nobody cares about Nobody. that. Nobody. Nobody cares about this. Nobody cares about that. Today's the day, and then which will lead into Sunday being like the real day. But today starts the Masters. Yeah, that's right. You know what that is. That's the music of Magnolia Lane is what it is. <laughs> This is when Jim Nance says, hello, friends. Yeah, you're goddamn right. It's Master's Day. And, buddy, yeah. I showed up in full Master's... Well, not full. Uh, okay, <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me what but this means. I showed up in Master's Here's, Apparel. Look at this thing. Look at this thing, dude. Are I, you kidding me? I showed up in Master's Apparel. Are you, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. I'm never going to win a green jacket. <laughs> no, you won't. I'm never going to break 80, for Christ's sake. No, honestly. So I bought myself a green jacket mimicked T-shirt. Wait a second, dude. It's me and Tiger today, buddy. Don't I swear to God, you crush my dreams, dude. And I, I like, dude, I'll, we're never talking wrestling ever again. Like, tread carefully. This is this is essentially right now a tuxedo shirt that Stansberry is wearing. I mean, we all know what the tuxedo shirt First is. Of all, a green jacket from the Masters is snazzier than a tuxedo would ever be. But, I mean, like, where did you even get this? Like, where does one even buy this? So, I had never seen one. Right. <laughs> which is why I didn't own it before. But a listener of ours, and I wish, I, I think his name's Matt, tagged me in, like, this PGA, like, I don't know, sales site where they sell right. stuff. And he was like, dude, you see this green jacket t-shirt? <laughs> and I, at first I, like, laughed, and I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. And then ten minutes later, I was like, I kind of want one of those. Uh, I kind of need one of them. <laughs> Let me get one. So I got one. 
I'm in uh, I'm in my master's garb. Yeah, you are, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, you are. Now, uh, I had to wear extra tight pants. I had to wear extra tight underwear today. <laughs> just to keep it down? Just to keep the thing well, contained? Well, dude, like the goods with Don Ready. It's like, dude, the guy tells me to wear my boner pants, I wear my boner pants. When when does all the masters get underway? Like, is it during the show or is it later this afternoon? So, or what I happens think here? they'll tee off, obviously, early. Okay. I, I, and, but from what I understand, television coverage doesn't actually start until 3 p.m. Jeez. Which is actually kind of good for me, yeah. Just because, again, my tax appointment's at one. Okay. And then I'll be able to, I'll be able to like kind of like go somewhere and check it out afterwards. Which I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to end up at, at TDs, dude. I was going to say you might have to either end up at TDs or call Spectrum and be like, "Yo, I'm sorry about this, guys. You know what? Here's my money. Just take it back. Just take it back." I'm going to feel like such a bitch that day. <laughs> I am. I'm going to feel like such a bitch. But it's why I've never returned my cable box. It's because I, I feel like I'm going back. What's the term? I, like, I'm a cord cutter now. What's the term if I go back? I don't know, dude. I think you're in uh, uncharted territories there. I don't know if there is a term for that yet. Look at me setting trends. I'm surprised that the industry isn't looking to, like, push that name out there. Right. What they call that. Right. Like, Reattacher. Look, like, this is how much it happens. We have a term for it. Right. I'm surprised, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they're not pushing that. Your opportunity at $1,000 every single hour on the program. First one's coming right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. Everybody on Twitter is calling me Grandpa. Just download the Masters app. It starts at 10. Okay. So I have the Masters app. I've had it for a while. Right. My guess is they're going to let me watch all these cool little videos that they recorded three days ago right now. But at 10 o'clock, they're going to be like, hey, buddy, enter in your, 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 your TV service information right here so you can watch this. You think the Masters, the one golf tournament people want to watch? They're just going to be like, hey, dude, watch this for free. I doubt it. They gave away the Super Bowl this year online. Yeah, I think maybe the NFL realizes that they can. That it's, you know what I, I mean? Know, I don't know. I don't the know. NFL is a much bigger product. I don't know. Maybe you guys are going to be right and I'll be able to watch it via the app, and I hope so. That'd be great. I would love that because, like I said, I have one of those things where I can stream whatever I'm watching on my phone straight to my TV. So that'd be great. But uh, I'm all excited. Apparently, dude, um, I hate to do this because it's gonna it's gonna overshadow everything. My excitement, not everything, <laughs> you dick, not everything. But dude, again, the Twitter audience letting me know that yeah, you're right, Stansberry. Sunday is the big day, and nobody cares about the Masters. They're all excited. Apparently, WrestleMania is Sunday. Here we go. Sunday, we go. Sunday, why do Sunday. Why, 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 why do I do it? The road to WrestleMania has been going on since the Royal Rumble, and uh, you know we have uh, we passed all exit ramps. I feel like the road to WrestleMania has been happening since your mother's womb. Destination on the way, dude. We are uh, ETA of Sunday evening. Uh, WrestleMania, very excited this year. Um, Brock Lesnar, though, uh, was, is being rumored as his final WWE fight right now. Really? Yeah, he uh, he's the Universal Champion. They've got you know multiple champions. 
in the WWE there. And uh, he's fighting Roman Reigns. And I think this is either the second or third time they they face each other at WrestleMania. Now, Roman had been like suspended for a while over some drugs, right? Uh-huh. Just like Brock Lesnar had been suspended for a while over some drugs. Yeah, look at that. It's almost like these giant men aren't capable of becoming giants without drugs. Who would have ever guessed that? Yeah, it was all steroid-related <laughs> stuff, right? Shocked, yeah. yeah steroids, some sort okay. of, I don't know if steroids, but HGH or some banned substance. Okay, so banned substances like that. Right. It wasn't cocaine was my point. Um, but uh, but but yeah, so the rumor is is that Brock Lesnar will be losing and this past Monday, you know, his manager has already said like in in the middle of the ring like if he loses on Sunday, we're done. It's over. It's and this isn't even and then, you know, the UFC rumors really what's swirling sure. right now with him. Why I don't get the WWE. Like it's the biggest night of your year. Right. And the storylines leak and you're not pissed. Um, now, I think at least a part of it's speculation, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And a little bit of it's writing on the wall, too, because it's like, well... Kind of easy to figure out, You maybe? know his contract's up. He's only contract... You know, his contract's yeah. up until Sunday. See, this is very interesting here, is that I think the WWE had an easier time in this when I was growing up, when you could be covert. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll give you another analogy. People always say to me, when's Metallica playing in the parking lot? Right. Well, here's the thing. They never can now. No. They can't now. Because, dude, you can no longer pull that kind of radio gag on people because you'll Google and be like, dude, I got their tour rider right here. What like, are you talking about? They're in San Jose, idiot. Yeah, they're, like, dude, yeah, they're here. Like, dude, you can't do that kind of stuff anymore. Like, you cannot pull one over. Now, ultimately, for most things, that's better. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, better. But forms of entertainment, you know what I'm saying? It hurts it a it's, little. It, it's just like it's just like what HBO faced earlier was it last year or whatever, where they all those with Game oh, of Thrones, with right? Game of Thrones, yeah. and all those scripts leaked or whatever the case is, and like you know, you, you, here you are trying to like entertain people and give them really what they want, and it's like no, you just have to wait until next Sunday to watch it. And they're like, no, I can't wait until Sunday. I gotta get yeah. the you know, dude, the bootleg version. The today's society hates the cliffhanger. Yeah, they do. They do not want that. They want to know. Everything you know, the, the tease, the cliffhanger. They're like, dude, just don't give me any of that shtick. Just give me, you know, if you if you have it, just give it to me. Now, are you going to stay up to watch the yeah. WrestleMania? You normally you don't. Well, now what? There will be a point in the night where it's like, all right, what is the highlight of my night? And like, the thing is, is I want to see the main events this year. Last year, I really didn't care, but this year, unless. No, I'm gonna want to stay up and watch the main events, and it's it, like Royal Rumble. I'll 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 be like, eh, well, I can watch it tomorrow before I go to work. But I worry if I don't stay up and watch it, it's gonna get spoiled. WrestleMania will dominate Twitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Social media. Dude. I mean, they did, own they own social media. Didn't they? I mean, didn't WrestleMania last year have? Wasn't it twice the social media impressions of the Super Bowl? I mean, it was something crazy. The thing is, is you have to remember WWE is a worldwide brand, and like, yeah, like it's huge in America. And so is the NFL. NFL much bigger in America. Um, but you go to India and literally nobody cares about the NFL where it's like, no, you know, dudes in Bangladesh are watching are watching, you know, WrestleMania. But no, they dominate social media. Like I'm looking now, like for those of you that don't use social media, if you use a hashtag via Twitter and it's an official hashtag, they'll give you like a little logo next to it. Right. Right, and I think the WWE had like their championship belt or whatever, and like the UFC kind of does the same thing. Like, 
The Masters doesn't even have one of those. There's a hashtag, but it doesn't give you like a guy like like with his golf club in the air, nothing like that. I mean, it doesn't give you one of those. It just goes to show you that yes, via social media, the WWE kind of controls the world like that. First of all, dude, if you are somebody who doesn't use social media, God bless you. I wish I was you. Like, who is this person? When can Bro. I meet this person? When can I like? Who is that? Can just teach me your ways, Obi. Yes, dude. Like, teach me yes. your ways. You know what? We'll examine that a little bit actually next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Fantone, I can tell you, buddy, I'm getting positive, positive reviews online about my green jacket shirt. Okay. People which, digging it. Which, by the way, you can check me out in my master's uh, shirt online, facebook.com slash Sandsbury Show. I'm on Twitter at Sandsbury Show. For some reason, my Instagram account is the one thing that's different. Because my other one got hijacked, so my Instagram is dan.sansbury. I'm also on Snapchat, at Sansbury Show. Fantone can be found via only Twitter, I've, uh, from what I understand, yeah. at Fantone. Yeah. I, uh, Good so- for you, bro. Somebody last night... Good for you. Um, I was working at the Moonshine Bar, which, by the way, is now open on uh, on West Tusk, right next to TD's right I there. that one in. I like it, too. I was, uh, I was working at the Moonshine Bar, and this girl's like, hey, will you take a picture of us? And I was like, yeah, sure. And it was Snapchat, and I had no idea what to do. And when I didn't know, these girls looked at me like I had a horn growing out of my head or something. They looked at me like I was a hundred years old. Like, no, do you not? Oh my god! I, no, I, I, I've, I, right. I don't even have Snapchat on my phone. Like I've never used it. I don't know anything about it. Well, at nine forty-five, I'll teach you how to use Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> All right, Grandpa Fantone, sit down here. Yeah, we'll we'll sit you down, buddy. <laughs> Program the VCR, and uh, I'll teach you Snapchat. Yeah, these girls honestly—they looked at me like I was like—I mean, like, like I was an alien or now, something. No, we're gonna take three hours before we do it, so I can download a how to use Snapchat, and then I'll teach them how to use it. No, I have it, but they did—they changed it around a little bit. It's, it's a little bit confusing now, but um. It's actually the one I use the least, except for like the the DMs in there. Okay, it goes out of there. That's where it happens. The direct messages, right <laughs> I know, there. I wish things. Sansbury makes it happen. I uh, I wish, dude. Not that things aren't in there, but it's never anything that you'd be like. You know what? I bet uh. that's a really smart idea. I I bet my life gets better if I do that. So I guess you have some social media impressions for me yeah. from Tuesday night. Speaking of all the Snapchat and stuff, we were talking about WWE and how they own social media. Yeah. And uh, I think Tuesday night was a, a testament to the fact, which, you know, Nielsen... Which now, this is, is not ratings. This is social media, to, like, interactions. talking. Interactions. Nielsen, okay. which is the television, or which is the company that does ratings, yes. has a social department. So that's Nielsen Social. So they keep, oh, track, smart. Yeah. they keep track of what's happening on social media as people are watching programming and stuff like that. Makes sense. Uh, Tuesday night, which was the SmackDown before WrestleMania, so not in particularly like I mean, you know. Well, you're going to tick up a little, right? Yeah, you're going to have it. It's going to be a better performance than not, but uh, you know, Tuesday night, SmackDown Live led the nation in social media, and that was beating the final episode of HGTV's Fixer Upper, which is a huge program. Yeah, huge that's a big, that, I know your, your woman loves that, right? And the second episode of ABC's Roseanne. So not only wow. not only did it beat Chip and Joanne, it beat Roseanne. You know what I'm saying? And like this is again not necessarily the ratings, but people talking about the program online. Right, right. So like you know, now does that tell you? I, I guess I should. I probably shouldn't walk you into a question you may not know the answer of. But does does that tell you across all social media platforms, or was this like a Twitter this, thing? Nope. This is all social media okay, platforms: well, Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Well, that's are the a ones much, that I mean, that that's are a those much larger ones that are used audience. in there. Yeah, that's so. going to be more accurate. 
You yeah, know what I mean? so it, uh, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you look at the numbers of who watched what, and you're going to have more people. But like when it comes to social media, when it comes to looking forward, WWE does a great job of it, and I think you're going to see more and more companies like kind of take pages out of their books of like, oh, this is this is how you do it over here. We're actually going to get into this a little later, around eight thirty this morning on the program, right. but like. We've got some information now about how fake news was spreading the other day during the like the YouTube shooting, right? And we um, we've seen now. I think Facebook announced yesterday it was eighty seven million. I think it was eighty seven million people were affected during that that Cambridge Analytica data breach, right? Like that whole thing. And again, we're going to examine this a little further at eight thirty. But I I just. I got to wonder, man, and I say this all the time, and you always wave me off on it like like I'm crazy, but I got to wonder, are we going to get to the point where we go full circle? Like, guys, you're right. I am an old grandpa. Like, I remember the world before the internet. Yeah. Like I perfectly, like perfectly. I was was an adult, essentially, before the internet like came about. So I remember at the onset of the internet, it was, well, I read it on the internet. Yeah, but dude, you can't trust that thing. It's only kooks and pedophiles that are on that goddamn thing. Yeah, you could trust nothing on the internet. Right. You, I mean, dude, you were laughed at. If you believed anything you read online, you were considered to be a fool. Online was essentially the inquirer the worldwide, like the world round. That was it. Like, you were a kook if you read stuff on the internet and believed it. So you got to wonder. With the spreading of fake news, with this kind of stuff that's happening, with you being taken advantage of at every turn, be it what you post and what you don't, are we going to go back to, I can't trust any of this stuff? Like, dude, when the internet started, we wouldn't even tell each other our real names. We all right. lived to a Johnny Handel, whatever. And then you'd, you know, like, you know, sext me via, you know, AOL. That, like, that's what we were doing. And then it went in, well, no, here's who I really am. And then it turned out, well, it, everybody hates who we really are. So here's my real name, but I'll pretend to be this great person. And so eventually, you see what I'm saying? We've gone through all these iterations of this. Like, when do we just get to the point where it's like, hands up, I'm done? Yeah, going in reverse is going to be hard. Now, there's going to be people who do that. I, I, I will 100% make room for that. And how many of those people, I guess, stick to, to it will be, will be, you know. And at that, it's like the NFL boycott, right? right? I'm going to do it. You know, it'll be it'll be it'll be seen. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, are people going to be able to go back to being bored? And I know it's not like Facebook is this is the most entertaining platform in the world. Because let's be real, as soon as you click on it, you're automatically thinking to yourself, oh, my God, this sucks. This is terrible. Why am I doing this? But like, are people going to be able to go just stand in line again? No, mm, I don't know. No, because I, I, I did it the other. I I, so I've been doing this. All right. And again, 830, we'll get in a little bit more of this. But like I. I've been doing this thing now where if I'm going in quick, like I went to Dick's the other day, and I was like, dude, you're going in here, and you need three things from here. You know where they all are. You're not searching for stuff. You're going to get this. You're going to get this grip put on your putter, and you're like, this is going to be done, right? And so I was like, well, leave your phone in the car. Yeah. Just leave it in the car. Just put it in the glove box and go in there. And I was like, oh, my God. And that part was kind of nice. But then I went to lunch, and I was like, all right. And I had my phone out before like the waitress, you know, is that the right term now? But like set my menu on my table. And I thought to myself, put your phone in your pocket until the end of this meal, until you pay the check, put the phone in your pocket. And you know what I spent that entire meal doing? Thinking about how long my phone's been in my goddamn Just looking pocket. at it. Just like, looking oh at the bulge. Like, dude, that thing should be in the center <laughs> of these jeans, not the left side. More Stansberry Show and $1,000 up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You guys are about to get hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. Christine wants to let us know that from uh, Route 30, to, uh, from Maslin to Worcester, or Worcester, sorry, I know better than that. I'm out there enough. Maslin to Worcester is 100% black ice, she's claiming. She said there are cars are everywhere. Gave me a big thumbs down, like emoji thing there. Christine unhappy with her drive-in. So if you're ahead, if you're on uh, Route 30 from Maslin to Worcester, watch out for that. Thanks, Christine, filling in for Pat Butthole, apparently. Right Jesus, there. why do you do that? I forget sometimes. Why do you do that? The helicopter up there. The traffic copter. That poor guy. <laughs> I, I know Pat. Like I've known Pat a long time. Now I'm going to get a tweet from him later this <laughs> afternoon. I'll be like, I don't know why he calls you Pat Butthole, dude. I don't. I don't know why that happens. Dude, I got to tell you, I think I'm going to start posting more pictures. Okay. Uh, dude, a lot of people uh, commenting on the weight loss, and it's making me feel good. Okay. Yeah, my self-esteem is like raising. There you go. Stansberry Show feeling good about himself. Feeling there positive. we go. All right. Feeling positive. I like it. I like that. Um, there's some movement around the NFL. Uh, apparently, the Ravens have picked up RG3, uh, former Browns cast-off quarterback. Uh, there's only like 7,000 of those. They're rare. You gotta, yeah, I mean, you know they're out I mean? there. So when you find one, dude, they, you know what I mean? Make sure you snag one because, you know, they're they're not just everywhere. So they picked him up. And, of course, dude, this is how, like, dude, Browns fans are, like, are like battered, like, spouses where it's just like, well, then if somebody wants him, we screwed up by letting him go. It's like, guys, the people are always going to take a shot on an athlete. Like, they're always going to take a shot on an athlete. Well, and you got to think, too. I mean, uh, the expectations are going to set a, a much different story in Baltimore than they did in Cleveland, where if you're looking at RG3 as like, dude, that's the guy that's going to be the savior of the organization, which a lot of people, I think, did have that, you know, hope. Um, well, then, of course, you're going to be disappointed. If you're looking at RG3 as like, yo, dude, we need a backup quarterback that can, you know, go out there and at least be serviceable, I think you could be a lot more satisfied with the product there. If you could look at RG3 and go, worst case scenario, this guy has to go in second half of a game, get us through. Yeah. Yeah, you're all right. I mean, if you're looking at, you're right. If you're looking at him like, this is going to be the guy all year, he has kind of shown his body can't. It's just he's one of those guys where his body cannot stack up to a sixteen game season. Now I still am a little bit like, well, what, are you, what are you taking this dude for? There's other serviceable quarterbacks that are going to be available for you to take. Why are you taking him? But well, the name that got circulated around was Colin Kaepernick. But again, you got to remember, Ray Lewis tried to implement a system where that was going to bring Colin Kaepernick to Baltimore, but then when the meeting didn't go the way Colin Kaepernick necessarily wanted it to go, his girlfriend then tweeted out that the owner of the Ravens was racist. And so like that so my point being is I don't, you know, fine, that story's a year old, dead and buried, fine, but you can't expect the Ravens now this year to be like, "Oh, let, that. you know what? Let's go take a look. Maybe now some time has gone by, let's take a look." I don't think that that's realistic. Now, I would agree that there are teams around this league that have backups on their rosters that are not as talented as Colin Kaepernick could be. Now, you could make the argument, why would I want a backup to come in here with this much drama and media attention? That's totally valid. I would say the same thing about Johnny Manziel right now. Like, why are you going to bring a backup quarterback onto your roster? Which, by the way, I know he was on Dan Patrick yesterday and said that the Browns did none of their homework. They didn't do any of this. You know what I mean? Had they done any of their homework, they would have known I wasn't the come in there and watch the film guy. Except for the fact that, dude, I remember the quotes from after you interviewed with the Browns where you told them that you were that guy. And that you were going to, remember, you were going to come in, you were going to wreck the league, Johnny. It's like this this whole thing now is like I'm behind him. If he, dude, if he can clean up his life, I'm all for it. And I would actually like to see Johnny Manziel come back into the NFL. I would love to see it. 
But this whole thing now that it's the Browns' fault that they didn't know you were a total mess, like, dude, no, it's kind of on you, bro. Uh, now, at the end of the day, yes, it is on him. But I do think there's a little bit of, like, the Browns, buyer beware right there. And you knew what you were getting yourself into. If you know that this dude that you're about to go out with has cheated on every girlfriend that he's had and he cheated on his girlfriend with cheat you, on you, he's going to cheat on you. Okay, Browns Brown should have known that. They, th- there was a little bit of, like, yeah, they were, they were being guilty of, you know, the hype thing. I'll but, be the one that fixes them. But they took okay. right. There was okay. a little bit of that. Okay. You are right. There okay. was a little bit of that. But they took him at twenty-two, right? And then they ended up having to play him. You know what I mean? It was one of those things. And I just, I'm all for the apology. I'm all for the, you know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta fix my life. I want to get back. I'm all for it. Okay. But like, Johnny, you, dude, you did what people do in an interview. Were you sitting in there telling them, don't take me, dude. I like getting drunk, and I'm going to take Josh Gordon out. We're going to show up on game day. Game day. Game day. Hammered. No, you weren't telling them that. You were sitting there in those interview processes telling them what people do in interviews. It's like a first date. Nobody's who they really are. You're, dr- you're trying to get the gig. You're trying to get in the pants. That's the way it works. And so I, I didn't love that yesterday. And by the way, he's saying that as a like the Browns don't know what they're doing. Okay, well the front office that 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 went and got you is no longer here. So none of these comments Johnny Manziel had to say yesterday mean anything. They don't mean anything. John Dorsey wasn't here. And I believe John Dorsey will do his homework. I'm putting a lot of stock in Dorsey. I am, and I know I have been since his hiring. But it's be, what else am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like dude, sooner or later somebody's going to fall ass backwards into a few wins here. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Right? Fingers crossed. Now, I know Sam Darnold was here. And it, uh, you know, he, he came for the visit. He was number two on the visitation roster, but they say he's still very high on the board. And I'm hearing from other people that they say, dude, don't necessarily buy into a lot of this Josh Allen talk that it is going to be Sam Darnold at number one. And I hope that's what they do. I, I really hope that's what they do. I could live with Josh Allen because I think Fantone hit this on the head the other day where it's like, you got Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. but they went and signed Drew Stanton because you know you got Tyrod Taylor for one year. You're not going to sign him to a long term deal after this season, unless, unless well, dude, if he takes you to the playoffs, then maybe. And 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 he plays an injury, you know, injury prone style of football. I mean, when you're out there as a quarterback, throwing yourself in, like, and that's fine, you know. And I mean, like, you got to play your game, right? Uh, but you have to know that you're going. There's a distinct possibility that you're going to need a backup quarterback, and you don't want it to be that rookie. So they went and got Drew Stanton, and I think you're a little bit right here. I think th- th- that maybe there was a there was a second plan being put in place that it's like, dude, if we have to go with Josh Allen, that we know he's two years away. So we'll sit him this year, we'll play Tyrod, then we'll end up trading Tyrod away at the end of the year, then we'll have Drew Stanton come in, play the second year. Year three, after we draft Allen, he'll be ready to go. Maybe by year two, because you have what I'm told is a quarterback whisperer of a head coach in Hugh Jackson. So maybe that's the plan. But if it's me, again, I know I've been banging this over the head a lot, but if it's me, I like I like Sam Darnold at one. I just do. I'm hearing now also that uh, Rhodes and 77 and Bolivar are very much the same way like Route Eesh. 30, where there's a lot of black ice, a lot of cars slipping around out there. My drive-in was normal. I mean, yeah. it started to snow a little bit on my way, but it looked more like snow being knocked off the top of buildings than it was really coming down. But be careful out there, man. We're hearing from multiple listeners that uh, we have some road conditions that are less than perfect out there on the roads when uh you know we can't have that your shot at a thousand dollars is right now 
your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Warped Tour tickets. We'll pass those out at 8.30. That shows July 18th at Boston. We'll get you hooked up here. 830. Uh, many people writing in uh, via social media letting us know that driving on 77 right now is like being on a frozen lake is, is one of the descriptions I've heard. Um, it's so amazing to me how like things can change so fast like that. I mean, I was on the road two hours ago and the road condition wasn't even like on my mind at all. It felt like a normal day. And now after I've been on the air here for a little while, now apparently your commute is completely different than what we had on the way in. Yeah, I would assume that, you know, some of that snow just probably melted down, got the roads wet, and then it probably, you know, cooled off a couple degrees. Now all Maybe of a sudden it did, yeah. it's, you know, 28 as opposed to 33. It's funny to me over. how fast that can happen. So something happened. Well, actually, I should say something did not happen on TV the other night that apparently was supposed to. We know that uh, the former porn star, known the world round as Stormy Daniels, is she retired? She doesn't do porn films anymore. I she's don't done with that. Think so. Still I, doing the strip club scene. Yeah, she's okay. touring and the like. I think she'll probably end up in going back in and filming sometime next year. Somebody's yeah. going to offer her enough money. And she had been on sixty minutes because she claims that she had had a sexual relationship with the president and that was paid one hundred thirty thousand dollars by a lawyer of his to keep quiet about it. So she did the 60 Minutes interview, and, you know, she kind of talked about, you know, how it happened, how it went down, what happened, what this happened, and then some guy, what, somebody that she claims was associated with him approached her in a parking garage when she was holding her daughter and said, what a beautiful little girl, it'd be a shame if something happened to her mother, which is obviously a threat and is not okay. But... Her lawyer now, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, is claiming that CBS and their news program, 60 Minutes, edited out a major part of this interview. Her lawyer, Michael Avenatti, is making the claim. Did I say that right? I I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, dude, that dude uh, just found himself into a world of porn star poontang that he never thought he would be in, dude. There's no way. No way he has not boned that chick out. No way in my mind. Stormy Daniels? 100%. 100% in my mind have those two banged it out. 100%. All right. I I wish you would have waited a little while (laughs) until we actually handled the real story that's happening here. But, dude, run me down the the, what tripped the red flags in your Um, mind about that. Just something about the way that they interact with each other. Like, I feel like I have a pretty decent, like, like, radar for that. And I feel like you can just kind of see that, like, there's... Let me ask you this question. If this were just a woman who was claiming that this happened and she was, like, worked at Kinko's, and wasn't a porn star, do you still think you feel that way? Maybe that plays into the equation. Maybe that's a part of, like, obviously somebody who's comfortable enough with their sexuality to be a porn star is going to be a naturally flirty person. Has already shown she'll sleep with somebody she's not really, like, doesn't care about, doesn't necessarily find attractive. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, she even said she didn't want to sleep with the president, but she did. Um, So, like, I don't know. There's just something about whenever I see those two on camera together, I'm like, oh, man, they've totally, they've totally banged it out. I, uh... I never thought about it, but it's totally possible. I'm very possible. And you got to wonder if he was like, I'll help you. I'll take this case. But, but, yeah, you got to wonder. So he's now claiming, her lawyer is, that 
CBS edited out a piece of this interview that we would all want to see. Okay. Like, I feel like the 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 part of the interview we would want to see. Okay. Which is why I don't think that this makes a ton of sense. Because CBS, if anything, wants your eyeballs on the television. And the part that he's claiming that they left out of this interview would be a perfect place for the person running the interview, which I believe, if I have this right, it was Anderson Cooper, right? Correct. That Anderson Cooper could look into the camera and say, and we'll get with and we'll tell you the rest of that when we get back from this commercial break. Like it would be the perfect tease moment for you to be like, oh, I'm not missing that. All right. Her lawyer, Michael Avenatti, claims that CBS edited out a portion of the interview where Stormy Daniels breaks down into great detail. She describes the genitalia of the president, Donald J. Trump. A little dong talk here. We don't know it's little dong talk. Well, all right. A lot of dong talk. I mean, we're talking dongs here. We don't. But apparently she had in the interview. Describe the genitalia of the president. And he's now claiming, her lawyer, Michael Avenatti, is claiming that CBS edited this out because it makes the president look bad and wait for it because CBS is a conservative organization. Now, I don't know if CBS leans conservative or not. doesn't feel that way to me when I watch it. I um I, I don't but I don't know. Well, I mean, you got to think there's obviously a lot of different avenues of CBS where it's like the CBS nightly news is different than you know a, C- a local CBS affiliate. You know what I mean? So like I I don't know if where I'm it's saying like, CBS News, which I believe 60 Minutes falls underneath that category, doesn't feel like it leans conservative to me. Where where I feel like you can very easily. P- point at what MSNBC thinks and what what Fox News think. I think CBS is a little bit more at least like discreet with, you know, their their agenda. Okay. I just never get that feeling from watching it. Um but I you know what? I feel like a lot of the people who see that stuff and what they're watching are looking for it. Well, yes. And want to see. No it. matter which way you want it to go there, whether you think it's, you know, the Libtard network or like the conservative network, I mean, you're going to find what you want in there. I yes. agree with that. But I can't imagine, especially Anderson Cooper, who hates the president, would be like, I get this gold moment. No, maybe he didn't edit it. Maybe yeah, I was going to say, he probably didn't have a say in it. Maybe Anderson Cooper does not have a say in the final edit that runs on TV. I don't know. I would imagine at this point in his career, Anderson Cooper's got the power to be like, no, dude, we're doing it this way. I don't know that. I would assume he's reached that level. But again, much like we were talking yesterday with people's salaries, you watch stuff on TV and you think these people have this po- and this money and this power and they just don't have it. So I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have final edit. But... To me, if you're CBS and you're the executive producer of the program, who obviously has got to say in the final edit that runs, this is the part that's going to drive the rating. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, I believe, the highest rated thing that week. And that was, you know, saying something because that was the same week that Roseanne came out. Um, but it definitely, you're, I mean, you're... you're, you're the most salacious part of it. And, and, and it doesn't matter... It doesn't matter... Whether you're a liberal or a conservative or what side you align with or who you voted for, I mean, somebody talking about and explaining in great detail, a porn star, not just somebody, a porn star talking about the president's penis in any year, in it's, any administration is news. That's I'm like, what are we? Wow, dude, it's a story. Honestly, guys, let's I, I can make it easier than that. 
He's absolutely right. Fantone's absolutely right about what he just said. But I can make it easier than that. It's a penis, so it's news. I'll, I'll give you an example. If you went into work today and a coworker of yours slept with your boss who happens to be a man and was going to tell you what your boss's penis was like, you'd be on the edge of your goddamn seat. Yeah, now... <laughs> you know you would. Dude, if I got work... Like, if my boss's wife texted me was like, yo, dude, you want the lowdown on your boss's package? I'd be like, for some reason, yes. I don't know why, but yes, give you, it to me. You guys aren't the only one who calls them chubs. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, so long for me to be here today. So long. So you can make the argument, and not even the argument, but you can make a, a valid point that it's like, well, has has certain media outlets Overserved this story? Yes. I'm 100% okay with saying that. But to say it's not even a story. Dude, crazy. it's totally a story. That's Here's crazy. what it boils down to. If Lisa Ann was banging LeBron and she came out with all this, of course it would be a story. Everyone would be talking about it. Well, first of all, she wouldn't come out. She'd be split in half. Just because just because it's the president that you voted for doesn't mean that it's, well, that's not a story. I mean, totally dude, a freaking story. Dude, president dude. and porn star. Right. It's a story. I mean, it sounds like an album title from the 90s. And the fact that we, as the Rock Morning Show, ball grips and boaters, the the fact that we're sometimes like, oh, I don't know if we can talk about this. This should be exactly what we're talking about. You know what I mean? The ports are talking about the president's dong. You know what? You, dude, this is an interesting point here. Because there was a time where this story would be out. You would do it. And the people who like that president wouldn't be like, they're jumping up and down unfairly on my president. You would, as the constituency, would go, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, the porn star and the porn star. Like, dude, of course they're going to examine that. Yeah, you're right. It's, dude, we consume things very differently than we used to. And this is why I, you guys will always hear me say this a lot. Like, I don't want to be put in the box. I don't want to be, a, you know, in a Republican or, you know, a Democrat box. And here's why. Here's the real reason why that always makes me so mad is because there's something that happens when you outwardly say, I, I define myself as and then such, right? That anything that happens on that side, you feel like you've got to defend it and go down with the ship with it, which you don't. That's not a real thing. You can be a Democrat and then look at the, the stuff that happens inside of it, or vice versa, and look at stuff inside your party and go, this is crazy. But that's not what we do. What we do is go, well, this is my side. I'm fighting for my side. No matter what, I'm fighting for the side. And that's crazy. There is no way you are going to check the boxes up and down in any political party, up and like with everything, and you agree with everything. Or if you do, I think you're nuts. That's why that whole thing makes me so crazy. But I think that's what happens is that people are like, well, I'm a Democrat. That person's a Republican. They're attacking this thing that I know is not right that happened, but I need to defend it. And that's the thing I don't like. And that's why the, the, the whole two party thing kind of like, I don't know, just shuns me away from it. I, I just don't enjoy that. We do have more uh, Stansberry Show for you, if I could say it. There it is. We do have more of it for you. You'll hear it next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I just read an article during the break that made me very happy. Um, according to Nielsen, radio remains media's highest reach machine. Nice. I know there's a lot of people out there tell you that the that the medium's dead, but you know it's not as you're listening oh, to us right now on your way to work. Yeah, you're you're proof of it right now. Uh, again, I know the um, I know the roads are getting a little slicker than they were when I was uh, making my journey into work this morning. I'm hearing 77 is like a frozen lake. Be careful out there. Don't smash into one another. 
would hate to have you have that. You'd miss out on winning $1,000 at 810. Yeah, but traffic jams are good, dude. You just get to sit here, listen to the Stansberry show. A little bit more. Yeah, life's fine, dude. By the way, if somebody does smash into you, North Canton Collision's where you can get that fixed. Dang. No matter what kind of collision you have, big or small, North Canton Collision, they fix them all. Nice. Yeah. All right. I've been excited about it all day. Like I said earlier this morning, like uh, like Don Reddy says from uh, you know from the goods, make sure you have your boner pants on tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and sure enough, I have them on because it is uh, it is the opening round of the Masters today. And uh, we posted some photos of me and my green shirt again. Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. Instagram is Dan.Stansberry is how you see that. And um, I have a list of things that at Augusta National, which is the golf course where the Masters is played, that you are not allowed to say on at, at the tour. Okay. The Masters is very, very stuffy. Golf, I know, kind of, you're like, golf, that's golf. But the Masters is extra stuffy on top of, like, golf stuffy. Right, like as a matter of fact, there's a there's a great golf uh, broadcaster by the name of Gary McCord, who I think it was like 20 years ago, had said during a broadcast, like he had they were talking about how how tight the greens had been cut and like how fast and slick they were, and he akin it to a grooming of a female groomer, like with her vaginal area. Gary McCord, I mean, a broadly respected golf broadcaster is no longer allowed on the grounds at Augusta. Like, he cannot broadcast from Augusta. I'm not necessarily surprised. I mean, number one, of course, there is that, you know, that air of superiority when it comes to the game of golf. Um, but earlier today, Stansbury's like, yo, dude, get the theme to the Masters, you know, so we can, we're talking about, we got the Masters going. So I was, like, going through, like, these Masters videos and, like, watching some of the introductions. And the things that Jim Nance was saying, dude, was just absolutely ridiculous. He gets a little self-important. Yeah, that, he like, does. Oh, my God. You know what, dude? <laughs> Go back and grab a couple of those. We'll, we'll okay. run them down a little All later right. in the program because right. you're right. It gets it gets a little. <laughs> Dude, it's are you like me? Nance. I love you, buddy. But like, come on. Hello, friends. So there's this thing that happens at golf tournaments where when a guy tees off from 500 yards away, you still hear an idiot from the panel. First of all, let's get this out of the way. If you're a scream to get in the hole guy, you know who you are? Ooh. You are a, that's what she said. Er, yeah. er, er, and you think that's what she said is funny. That's who enjoys the get in the hole. Is that's what she said, people. You know, morons. Yeah, because, well, if somebody yells get in the hole, that's what she said. Okay. Right. From 500 yards away. <laughs> right. Now, if you say it after like a 40-foot putt and it's getting close to the hole, that makes sense. At least then there's a reason for your outburst. When you're screaming it from the tee box, there's no reason for your outburst. You just want to be, you have your wife DVRing it at home and you want to be like, that was me. I'm that idiot screaming it right there, honey. Because you're an idiot. So now there is a list of phrases you are not allowed to scream at the Masters Tournament. All four days, or you will be removed from the grounds and not permitted back in. All right. Okay. These are things that idiots, again, that's what she setters think is funny to yell during a golf tournament, which it's not. It's not funny. Hashtag slash anything, no matter what it is. If you scream that out, you're done. Really? You're done. Really? It's not inappropriate. I thought it would be one of those things where it would have to be like, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. A lot of these are innocuous. Okay. Here's another one. Can you hear me now? Good. Um, insert your favorite band name here should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Drive it, Miss Daisy. 
is another thing people are yelling at. Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, my God, dude. What is wrong with golf fans, okay? Bikini Wax is another one. All right. And Brandel's my daddy. And for those of you that don't know, Brandel Chambly is, again, another golf broadcaster. So that's where Brandel comes from. Nobody beats the whiz is another phrase Masters is telling you you're not allowed to use. R.I.P. Harambe, which, guys, you're a little late. That should be banned just because you just are an idiot and you're not up to date on current events. Like, dude, the Harambe thing, it's over. Let it go. Hey, security, can you pick me out of this sea of people basically taunting the master security to find you? Guess what? They'll find you. And they'll actually, I saw a video once of them lift a guy up off his feet and carry him all the way to the gate. Jimmy Carter eats peanuts. I don't know what that one's about. Activate the glutes again. You're talking about, you know, you know, your swing coming through and, you know, your, your hip rotation in there to affinity and beyond from the Toy Story movies is another one of these Dinklage for president, which again is about Peter Dinklage, who is um, on Game of Thrones free meek, which you will again, because it's a because it's the masters, you'll see some of that in a given tournament. Most people watching the golf tournament have no idea who Meek Mill no, is, but with the masters, you'll get guys like that who, who are at this event. Annika Storenstam loves trape- uh, the trapeze. I don't get what that. There must be a golf thing in there that I don't know. Sweep the leg, Johnny. I love Martha Burke. You to man. Mashed potatoes and Baba Booey are, on, are obviously on the list. And then here's the big one. Dilly Dilly is on the list. If you scream Dilly Dilly, you're out. So Bud Light then has responded by sending, like I guess, thousands of Dilly Dilly shirts down to Augusta, Georgia. I don't understand why... I understand kicking people out. I 100% get that, dude. It's your establishment. It's your event. You kick people out. I got zero issue with that. But if I yell dilly dilly, I get kicked out. But if I yell, what's that? Well, I'm not kicked out. I'm ge- I'm guessing they're, these are not like, I'm guessing this is a pretty loose list and that they're going to add some other things. Dude, they just don't want it. They just, this is one of those tournaments, dude, where it's like the tradition is so steep here. Like it's. It's too crazy. Like, I thought about going. So when Tiger got in all that trouble the first time around, my buddy, who's a T-shirt maker, was mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm going to Augusta, and I'm making all these Tiger T-shirts. I'm going to set up a mile, two miles down the street from the course. I'm going to sell out in a day. Sure enough, he did. He sold, I think it was something crazy, like 25,000 T-shirts in two days or something like that. It was crazy. My buddy Marty. And he went down there and did it. Right? And I wanted to go. Because I'm a huge golf fan, but I was like, dude, you're going to get us like thrown out of the town. No, I don't want to go with you. And I've gone to plenty of golf tournaments across the country, and I've always wanted to go to Augusta, but dude, I worry that they're so stiff that I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure once you're there, you know, you're going to be on your best behavior. But there is probably going to be a little bit of like, dude, what did I spend all this money for? If I can't even be drunk out here, like, right. what, am I, what am I doing? Right no, now? I mean, honestly, it's like you walk on pins and needles around Augusta National, and I just don't know if that would be enjoyable as a fan. It's just such a specific list. There's so many things on there where I'm like, well, could I yell this? You know what I mean? Like, all right, so I can't yell anything about the midget from Game of Thrones, but can I yell something about the dragon? I shut up. You know about what I mean? But, 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 like... I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if you yell anything out that distracts them from doing what they're doing, they're yeah. going to escort you out. Yeah. I, I just think that's the way that's going to be. And I love the beer. I love the beer. But Dilly Dilly, again, it is so much in the vein of that's what she said. Like, I just can't think that that's funny. Work, I'm sorry. Works, though. You know I, mean, I mean, it works, it works, for sure. 
It's just that kind of stuff always falls so... Whatever, like, the hot trend phrase thing is, fleek, dilly dilly, do your boys out. I just, I want nothing to do with that kind of stuff. It's just not who I am. I don't think that's what she said is funny. I've never, never once have heard that reference and said, that was an appropriate time to use that right there. Ever. It's much like, adulting. I don't want to adult today. Well, then stay in bed, loser. The rest of us are trying to get things done. Your shot at $1,000, 810 on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We also have $1,000. We'll pass that out here momentarily. If you have a smart speaker, just say, hey, Alexa, play Rock 106.9 and iHeartRadio. It also will work with your Google Assistant as well. That's the one Fantone has at home. Yeah, he loves it. I do love it. I'm a big fan of it. I always wonder, though, if, like, you have a daughter named Alexa, because that's a real name. I mean, like, not maybe the most common name on the face of the planet, but, like, not how do, uncommon. Yeah, but how does that work? Like, uh, hey, Alexa, don't forget to do your homework. And then that speaker's like, oh, okay, I'll do my homework now. I don't have one of those things, but I wonder, if can you change its name? I don't know. Maybe you can change its name. At least, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone's name is Google. At least when I say, hey, hey, Google. That's you know, a fair point. Do whatever. No, I, again, I, I, I was uh, mentioning earlier this morning that. I had been alive before the internet. And I remember when when Yahoo and Google would advertise on TV, people would be like, this stuff's never going to catch on. Look at these stupid names these people are trying to make us say. What? Like, think about it. Like, dude, when people first said Google, they were like, you're never, like, people aren't going to, people are never going to take anything seriously that has such a stupid name. And sure enough, you can't even get through your day without Google now. No, I can't. Dude, the world's so much different. It's crazy. I don't read every email that comes into my inbox, but when you when you send me the headline, Train full of poop stuck in Alabama. Okay. Your boy reads. Okay. Now I'm reading. All right. Right now, there are dozens of train cars carrying 10 million pounds of poop, and it's stranded in an Alabama rail yard. Now, it's technically bio waste, Fantone. Okay, but that's technically poop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, we're really getting down to it. But the 982 people that live in this small town say, yeah, you're just giving me semantics. It's poop, and we know it. They want it gone. It's been this load, as they're calling it, has been, has been in Parrish, Alabama for two months. It's making the whole place, they say, smell like a rotting animal carcass. Ugh. Ugh. To add insult to injury, according to CNN, it's not even their poop. For the last year, waste, man- uh, waste management facilities in New York and also another one in Jersey have been shipping tons of bio-waste, literally tons of it, to Big Sky Environmental. That's a private landfill uh, in Adamsville, Alabama. But I guess earlier just this year, the neighboring town of West Jefferson filed an injunction against Big Sky to keep the sludge from being stored in a nearby rail yard. They didn't want it anywhere near them. So that was successful. But as a result of that, the stuff that was already in transit to move to Parrish, where there are no zoning laws, to prevent the waste from being stored, is now like stuck and like it's just like it's hanging out. There. And parish mayor, Heather Hall, said she's doing everything in her power to get the freight out of her town. She says it's just so frustrating. And uh, they're trying to work behind the scenes to get them some help. But she said that they've been told that for weeks and there's still no solution. She's worried about when it starts to get hot outside. Yeah. Dude, is there anything worse smelling than hot poop? I mean, I know when I... I always tell the story when I was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras... And we did like the cemetery tour. Like they had dug up 
one of the one of the grave sites, and they were like, we'll swap out the coffins because of all the moisture and the water there. And they had empty out a coffin, and it was in the dumpster around the corner, and it reeked so bad. I can still smell it. That was 20 years ago. I can still smell it. Yeah, I mean, to do death and like that smell is certainly going to be bad, but we're talking about literally tons of bio waste, and that might even make it worse for me. Like, at least if you just said, yo, it's like poop. Like, it's it's just poop. But, like, I mean, we're talking blood at that point. We're talking all sorts of bodily fluids. Like, all of them, right? I mean, right? I mean, bio waste at that point, we could be talking about, like, tumors that got cut out, right? We could be talking about, like, you know, if you get your appendix taken out or something like that. So, like, dude, there's all sorts of grossness that's floating around in that thing right there. And, like, yeah, I'd be really concerned about what happens when it heats up because, obviously, the smell is going to get a lot, lot worse. But, like... What happens when one of those sons of bitches, like, breaks open, right? Because, like, if you're just leaving those carts there, I mean, like, eventually... Well, how long is it before one of these bored teenagers in a town full of a thousand people right? thinks it's funny to go in there and do something with it? Right, right, right. That's like the next Tide Pod challenge is a kid jumping in the poop in the poop train. Dude, the, <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, dude, the chugging bio challenge. Oh, the poop train. <laughs> like I said, I don't read every email, but you sent me the headline of poop train stuck in Alabama. Your boy's like, what's happening? Let's open that one up. Let's read on that. Should probably read some <laughs> Fake news. We know it's easy to spread. Easy to spread. And you'd be shocked how fast it was moving around the other day over the YouTube shooting. We'll give you that after hooking you up with this thousand dollars right now. One oh six nine. Welcome back to the Sands Radio. Six, nine. We have Warp Tour tickets. We're going to pass those out here momentarily. That show July 18th out of Blossom. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need. We'll give it the, uh, that number again. I was looking at the Warp Tour lineup. Man, ooh, I, ooh, man, ooh. man, I felt old, dude. Man, I felt old. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I wonder. I wonder how many acts I would know. I realized that well, I think it was yesterday. I was like walking around my apartment. I was listening to music. I was on, a, you know, listening to some iHeartRadio, streaming some stuff. Right. And I was like, man, I remember my dad being in the car, talking about how like I know I'm old because all my rock star idols are old. You know what I mean? And I was like, and that like that's kind of happened now. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, it's totally happened. I mean, I would assume most of your rock star idols are at least ten years older than you. Oh god! So it's like, bro. I mean, <laughs> not only are they old, but they're like old, old. Well, my friend Alex, she's a um, she's a photographer, and she is she um, she takes photos of bands. Like that's when you see somebody up in the like the front row, right. like before the front row, like taking a picture of the band. That's what Alex does, and she's really really good at it. And she's one of like the biggest Iron Maiden fans you'll ever meet in your life. But she's young. She's, I think, 25-ish, 26-ish, somewhere in there. I, that might be old even. But she's like the biggest Iron Maiden fan you will ever meet in your entire life. So, of course, I think she's so cool. So, like, I always start, like, talking to her and stuff, and she was bitching about, you know, people saying the other day that, you know, that Iron Maiden's not even a metal band. And I was like, well, of course they don't sound metal now. Now that you can yeah. stream every album whenever the hell you want, you got to remember what things sounded like in 1985 when they were putting records out. Yes, I mean you can go walk back and be like, "Ah, oh, Citizen Kane, boy, that movie really sucked." But like, well, movies is a great analogy. That was my analogy. It's like a scary movie. It's scary the first three times you see it, and right. then after that, you're like, "This isn't scary anymore." But to make the claim that Iron Maiden wasn't a metal band that's is silly. nuts. That's silly. That's a that's a silly thing. That's fake news. 
Okay. And I got some more uh, more interesting looks into some fake news. Okay. Now, this has become the term, right? And we've debated how fake news happens all the time on this show. I maintain that what has happened is that you go and turn on these opinion-type shows, and because it says MSNBC News underneath the person that's talking, that you then think you were watching a news program. You were not. You were watching an entertainment, opinion-based program. Now, what I will tell you is you're being screwed because these news networks now basically don't carry news anymore. They carry opinion-based shows. Hallie Jackson's one of these one of these women that is on MSNBC. It's on in my office every morning when I get done. She is the most biased, eye-rolling, disrespectful interviewer I have ever seen in my life, and MSNBC should be ashamed of themselves. They should yank that woman off the air she is an abomination to what that job is she is terrible that's coming from a left-leaning person by the way right so i feel like that's how this happens is that you viewed all these people as news and these companies realized it and they were just like well if it ain't you know what i mean like let's just let it go they let you like watching these opinion-based shows more than you like watching hey here's the news rundown and they have figured that out and so I think a lot. I think that's how a lot of this happens. Is so many opinions now are given out from behind what looks like a news desk that you think that what is, has been said to you is news. It gets reported. It gets retweeted, and people are like that's not necessarily real. And that's where fake news comes from. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think at least to a, to an extent. I I also think there's examples of propaganda where people are purposely introducing not not just like news organizations, not just the media, but like there's, blogs and there's like outside actors yes. are purposely. Introducing Introducing propaganda into the, the public sphere, For sure it happens. and that is what quickly turns into retweets and like, oh, this is this is what I feel, so this is what I'm going to, you know, this uh, confirms what I think. Right. Retweet, absolutely, that is definitely a, a, this is a big enough problem. Where there's going to be more than one things that lead into how we got here, right? So this YouTube shooting, they say, is a perfect example as a look into how this happens and or why or they say why I say more like how, okay. And in the way, in the minutes after the news broke that the YouTube shooting was going on, the conspiracy theories and the and the fake reporting was already going on. So many hoaxes started to spread right away on Twitter, and people were saying um, that Sam Hyde was uh, was the shooter. I guess he's a comedian. I guess he constantly gets dragged into this where anytime there's a shooting, people think he's the one that do it. I don't know who Sam Hyde is. is yeah. I don't know how he became that person. I, Matt Jarbo's another one of these guys who people say it's like, you know, is constantly being dragged into this stuff that's not his fault. And like, but there's, again, I'm looking at a tweet here where a guy says security camera footage from YouTube headquarters shows an active shooter wearing black shirt and holding an assault style rifle. Hashtag YouTube shooting, hashtag YouTube headquarters. And it's like, this is obviously not true. This is a man. You know what I mean? Versus like, who did this? You know what I mean? And like, this is, and what happens is, is they're talking about how Twitter should be such a great tool for in the now information. But what happens is, is we don't discern anymore. We see it online and we go, okay, it's real. I mean, who is that on, though? Where does the responsibility fall there? Is it the... You. Is, I was going to say, is it the corporation putting the information out? Or, and it's not well, even the corporation. This isn't putting, a corporation. This is a, just some guy with a Twitter account. Yeah, so, was, yeah, at that point, it is on you. But does Twitter have a responsibility there of, like, hey, we are the corporation, the platform, which this is moving through, so, now, like... that would be like saying, I, I kind of like that, but isn't that like me saying, well, then the TV station's responsible for people believing Days of Our Lives is real? 
Like, you know what I mean? So, no, I don't know if Twitter's responsible for that. There's a little bit of user beware. There's a little bit of, like, dude, there's a reason why there's a warning label on, you know, take this cellophane off the battery before you put it in the... Well, no, duh, idiot. But somebody out there tried to do it without doing it. So, I don't know if I really want to hold Twitter accountable, or if I do, what do I want? Or is it, Now, this is why... Now, calm down, Sansbury. Think about yeah, what you want to say and say. There we go. Here's why we will make Twitter accountable. You know why? Because we cannot hold all of us together accountable. So we want the company to do it for us because I don't have the self-control Twitter. Do it for me. I mean, like, I, I, I just kind of look at it from the sense of, I mean, I know CNN has employees and MSNBC and Fox News have employees. So it's like, well, th- they are giving them that airspace. But I mean, essentially, if, if we're not going to hold Twitter accountable, can't Fox News kind of make the same argument of like, hey, buyer beware. This is this is well, Twitter is not necessarily behind the information, the passing out of said information. Well, but you, if I'm having an opinion based guy come on my show and I'm like, hey, man, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mm. you know what I mean? Like, what, what, why is it? Why is it that that platform is so different than this platform? Because it, because because the news was a voice for the people, Twitter is the voice of the people. And that's why I think it's different. Okay. And I think what's happened here, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but you watch a ton of news. Yeah. So I think what happens here is even now on the 6 o'clock news, I think more opinions are being passed out on that desk than ever before because opinion shows drive rating. Well, but the thing is is I don't I, I don't I don't have a problem with opinions being on the news in the sense of like when they go to two different people and they say like hey this guy's a professor of, you know, the constitution from this university and feels one way and this guy's a scholar from this university and feels that's another fine. way. That's fine. When the but, anchor gives me his opinion, that's when I have a problem. I was going to say because like well then I mean so at that point what Chuck Todd just has to sit there and just just okay, we'll point to you, point to you. He, well, he, he you know, Again, Chuck Todd's a little different. And for those of you that don't know, he he anchors Meet the Press. That's a that's a long form. We're getting into this discussion. That's a little bit different. I know I'm drawing weird lines. I get that. But on the six o'clock news, you should be able to tell me what's happened in the country, and I should not know where you're at on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, I, 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 I know I, we're not never going back there, but I, that's the way it should be. I can agree to that. I just, and a part of the, the concern there is like, well, then at what point does it like context becomes a non part of the story? Because it's like, all I can say is like, hey, it was this person, they shot this person, end of the story. I feel like if, if you start saying like, well, you can't go anything outside of that, it's well, just, you're not going to get the full picture. Well, how did, then how was I getting this information before this became the way it was? I guess were people as informed as they were? I, I mean, I feel like people were actually more informed back then when you only got three forms of information versus now you've got so many things that yeah you've heard more stuff but which of it is true right. so are you actually right. more informed or do you just know more I, lies i just feel like so many people were just very content with their obliviousness you know what i'm saying like dude i got my head in the sand i don't effing care and it's not like you're right because it's like well at this point now you have to dissect things of like what's real what's not what's how is this being used to manipulate me but i think all those things were true from the jump off it's just that now there's more of it yeah i think yes i i think ultimately we're arguing the same thing just saying it differently i i just and I think that you are right. There is just more of it now. And we we touched on this a little earlier this morning, around 6.30 we were talking about this, where it's like I've lived long enough now to where I saw the creation of the Internet. Like to where like legitimately day one prodigy Internet. I had that in my house. Like where it was 
you were a kook if you believed anything online. Like I, like I said earlier this morning, when they ran commercials for Yahoo and Google, we laughed and said companies with stupid names like that will never take off because America will never wrap its arms around stupidity like that. And sure enough, here we are. You can't get to where you're going this morning without Google. No, it's, it's, it's a part of our lives now. I mean, it's taken a foothold. It, so I wonder, because of like the, the, the Cambridge Analytica data breach and all these other things, are we going to see people go back to going, dude, if it's on the internet, my first initial reaction needs to be, I can't trust this versus this is gospel. I think you should, whatever it is, you should. there should always be a healthy dose of skepticism with everything. There's no doubt about that in my mind. But like, I, I, I worry that the fake news concerns have turned into... A, a shield, reason. a shield of like, of like, nope. This is what I believe. This is where I am, well, and this is you. You can't tell me anything else because I'm just going to scream fake news at you. More so, I think people are using the fake news phenomenon to be as an excuse not to be informed. Right. I, I think people are using it as an excuse for that. That, of course, is probably not the best. I, I mean, I want to say right now, like. Boy, America needs to think about this issue, think about the problems that it's caused, and like we need to come up with a solution to this. And like maybe it's you know you know teachers and, and students need to kind of have some sort of like a media like savviness uh, media course where you, where you you know learn how to desert from one thing to another. But people are just going to turn that into well, it's more fake news. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 like a self perpetuating cycle of like well, I don't have to believe anything. I don't have to. It doesn't matter. You can't get make anything better. Like we get into this all the time like people will say to me well you're the media and i don't feel like i'm the media people do though dude. I, I know you don't but I, people do and, and i'll tell you why i don't think so when i started in this business if a major news story broke we wouldn't even talk it we would at that point when i worked up north we would pipe in wtam and we would play you the official news announcement of what was going on and then maybe, like, that's kind of crazy, a couple of minutes on it, and then we'd be back to masturbation jokes in 20 minutes. But that's no longer what people really expect from shows anymore. Like, they want you to be about everything that's going on, including, like, the big story and this and that. But my point is, is that, yes, while being hired by what is technically considered to be a media company, back in the day, we would point you to the official news department to, to pass out the factual information... So you would still get that, and then, yeah, maybe we would give you a little opinion there. I think maybe you'll be able to make the argument to people, I'm not a journalist, but when it comes to the media, you work for the biggest media company on the face of the planet. And I mean, it's, it's, it is it's, ca- it's called iHeartMedia. It's hard, it's hard to not be, you know what I mean? I am not a news person. And a lot of people will say that to me, like, I'll give out my opinion. People will say, you're fake news. And it's like, no, bro, I'm not news. I always say this. I don't owe you fair. At all. Now, I try to give it to you because I think that's the smart way to do the program. But I don't owe you fair at all. This is, I always say this, and I will go to my grave saying this. This is not a journalistic endeavor that's happening here every morning. This is the Stansberry Show featuring Matt Fantone as well. And so they, you get the opinions of those two people. Like, that's, that's what this is. That's, like, actually, you can make the argument that that's what TV did. Is TV who said, dude, let's turn the evening news into morning radio. That's, that, that's what we should do. That's kind of what they did. You know what I mean? As everybody wants to talk about how radio's dying off, even though I read an article today that says the exact opposite. Lester Holt hosts a new Turd Tuesday coming up. NBC Nightly News. Is it a turd or not? Why's it got to be an African-American that's hosting the new Turd Tuesday, buddy? Why, why's it got to be that? More Stansberry Show. And those uh, Warp Tour tickets, those are up for grabs next on Rock 106. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.
We're online for you at WRQK.com. I don't know why. We were talking about the condom snorting challenge again during the break. And it's like, dude, kids were always dumb. Yeah. Kids were always dumb. Not a new thing. I did a lot of dumb things when I was a kid. I mean, do you remember standing in the in the dark bathroom? What was it? Yelling, was it Candyman in the mirror or something? And like yeah. that came back and then yeah. you drew on soap or something on the mirror. And like that was really dumb. And then there was the... You know that you used to light a lighter and then put the like the metal on it on your skin and like burn that in your the happy face in your skin. I mean, there's been dumb things forever. Yes, there has been dumb things forever. And I mean, like, I mean, how many how many times do we have to see somebody huffing spray paint where it's like, all right, well, people are people. But I guess the difference is there is at least you're getting high out of that. Everything else you're not going to die for. But the thing with like the Tide Pod challenge, people are like, oh, we can't listen to the people that are we can't listen to kids. They did eight Tide Pods. Like how many kids really ate Tide Pods? Do we have a number on that? Was this seven people? Was this was this was this seven hundred? Was this seven thousand? I wonder. I wonder about that. Like, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know what happened. I know you're going to be able to say like, hey, this doctor, this emergency room, you know, this video can show it. But like, how many teenagers really did that? I well, I mean, I know ERs were concerned about it. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, I, I'm not denying it happened. I'm just saying on the on the widespread like, oh, pff, all kids are idiots nowadays. It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, some of them didn't need a Tide Pod. I know that. Right. I did plenty of stupid things when I was a kid. Yeah, a I, the pretending like they, they, these kids today are extra dumb is stupid. We're just able. It's like everything else. The problem's no worse than it ever was. Right. We're just seeing it now. Yeah, I mean, if there was videotape of all the dumb things I did as a youth, that, that we're still waiting on the audio be tape. A long so, tape. What is it? Oh, the white arsenal of rap. Yeah. war, baby. White arsenal of rap. War. I, I kept calling it the white alliance of rap, and that just sounds <laughs> no, bad. No, no, the alliance not good. The arsenal a little bit better. Right? Arsenal's yeah. better there. Yeah. I will, uh, I dude. I asked my one buddy, and he said he had his mom on the case. So, fingers crossed, she uh, she's she's been able to find something out of the uh, the war repertoire there. Speaking of moms, yeah. uh, your mom wrote in this morning to let me know that I look handsome in my master oh. shirt. Miss Fantona, Mrs. Mrs. She's yes. a happily married yes, woman. Happily married M- M- woman. Mrs. Fantona wrote in to tell me I look handsome in my master shirt, which you can see me in at uh, facebookcom Stansbury Show. See now, look at that. All of a sudden, Stansbury's got a supportive mom on his side, and he's he got his it. chest puffed out a little. He likes He's like, look at me. I'm like doing it. all right over here. Take notes, Mom. <laughs> Take notes. That's how you're supposed to do it. Also, Dan.Sansbury on Instagram. So I saw this from Steven Spielberg now. All right. Who says the next Indiana Jones is going to, might might be, not going to be, but might be a woman. Um, he said we would have to change the name from Jones to Joan, and I don't think you would because... Jones was his last name. His his the name dude the name of your own character you don't know it's Indiana Jones, right? That was his name. I believe so. I don't think Jones was his first name. I'm not going to be a liar here. Indiana Jones movies never really did it for me. I mean, I Whoa. I liked them. Like I when I was younger, I thought they were cool, but like Whoa. I never got like caught up in like, oh dude, Indiana Jones, that's the dude right there. I don't I don't know where to go from here. That's that. I don't think that that's okay. I uh, I love dude. Temple of Doom was awesome when he reaches in the chest and pulls that dude's heart out, and it's still beating in his hand, which is of course accurate in how it would go down. Very accurate. Like, are you kidding me? That was great. Plus, he had short round. The little Asian kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I remember. And I'm not saying, dude. I'm not trying to come in with hot takes here of like, dude, Indiana Jones sucks. It just never like. I don't know. I never thought he was all that cool. I was like, eh, all right. I mean. 
Director Steven Spielberg revealed in an interview that after Harrison Ford retires from the character in 2020... Jesus, dude. ...when the fifth movie is out... Jeez. ...that Steven Spielberg says, I would be interested in continuing the franchise, but with a woman as the lead role. We're ripe for this. We're ready. Well, I mean, why not? I, I mean, we've already seen Anna Kendrick, who's so hot, by the way. Oh, my God, is Anna Kendrick hot. And we've already seen her like do a spoof of kind of like one of these where she actually looks great as a female indie. Um, we've already seen that. And I had forgot that Harrison Ford was going re- to to redo this character again. He just, I mean, it was two or three years ago they just redid that last one, and it was god-awful. Well, see, that's why God-awful. I, and that was exactly my point on why it was going to be, why it was the right time to put a woman in the role. Because you've already got an Indiana Jones piece of art out there that people hate. So it's no, so it's like, you know what I mean? Now's the right time if you're going to tweak it to do something wildly different. People are going to be like, well, dude, they already ruined it with the glass right. skull. We might, let's just do this. But if you're going to go back to Harrison Ford and then to a woman, like, I know Harrison Ford was in the glass skull, but, like, if you're going to do that, I think that that's going to build yourself up for people to be upset about it. I mean, movies are just so... Nostalgia movies are obviously going to continue to be a big part of, of, of like, Hollywood's plans. So, like, what... what, I I don't understand what the pushback's going to be. Like, oh, dude, so PC nowadays. It's like, dude, these things already exist. You know what I'm saying? If you're so, like, hell-bent on, like, nope... You know, Temple Temple of Doom is is don't ruin my childhood. Just don't go see the movie. It's on Blu-ray, right? Don't just do not go see the movie, and it won't ruin your childhood. I want to thank the audience, Dwayne, for letting me know that it's actually George Jones Jr. is the official name of Indiana Jones. Indiana was a nickname, um, but like he's known in the movie as Indiana Jones. So, but the actual name of the character is George Jones Jr. So you would still, his but, last but his name last name is still, Jones. Still Jones. So so you don't have to change ch- that. That was really dumb. Another guy says here, I thought a female Indiana Jones was just called Tomb Raider. And he's got a point. That sure. is what Tomb Raider was. That's exactly what Tomb Raider was. Yeah, but at this point, the production company behind Indiana Jones is like, wait a second, why are we letting them make all the money off of our work with just by throwing this broad in there? Like, we'll do that. I forgot Indiana had been the dog's name. Jeez. I got to go back and watch those again. Uh, I didn't love the third one. Like, what was it? Indiana Jones in the Wild West or whatever it was that? Well, there was Temple of Doom, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark was the first one. Temple Temple of Doom Doom was the second one. The Last Crusade was the third one. Yeah, okay, I remember Last Crusade. Last Crusade, and then the Crystal Skull, Skull, right? Okay. I mean, I've seen them all. Like I said, I'm not trying to say they suck. I just... I wonder if they hold up. Like, if I watch Temple of Doom today, am I going to be like, oh my god. Look how bad that is. Because even like Return of the Jedi from 1983, like you watch that now and it's like, oh my God, dude, this is not good. Like Empire to me still holds up, but I love that movie so purely that, that I think that that's why that that movie holds up to me. I don't think it actually holds. I just think I love Empire so much that I allow it to hold up. I'd be all for a female Indiana Jones. And I can't believe nerds get upset about this stuff. I can't. You're a nerd. Yeah, shut up, nerd. No, but my point is, is like, dude, you constantly fawn over girls in tight t-shirts in any TV commercial you see. You're the same kind of person who used to watch girls jump on trampolines on the man show and thought that was hot. But a female Indiana Jones is going to ruin your childhood? Like, I don't get that at all. Just be happy there's a hot chick running around doing stuff. You know they're going to sex her up because they have to. Just be happy about that. I don't understand people freaking out about that.
But again, if you made a female Han Solo, I'd be like, well, that's kind of weird. But I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't be like, I've never seen it because it's a female Han Solo and that's not right. I mean, dude, just the people that say that stuff out loud, it's like, can you hear yourself, bro? You're in public, dude. You don't know you can't. You know what I mean? You don't know what you sound like right now. Saying that kind of stuff out loud now is like somebody like back in the day was like, don't let these blacks in these schools. That's what you sound like. Like today, you would think that that statement's crazy, right? That's what you sound like when you say stuff like that out, out loud. It's nuts to me. Absolutely nuts. We have Warped Tour tickets. That shows July 18th, Blossom. Let's send caller 20 right now, Phantom. We'll yeah. take them at uh, 1-800-243-7625 for those Warped Tour tickets. Utah is going to fix how we raise our children. We'll give you that in $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We have $1,000 to pass out. We'll do that momentarily here. Um, one of the terms you've been hearing a lot these days is helicopter parenting. And I actually had to ask for clarification from Phantom this morning. I wanted to make sure I was right about this. And basically what helicopter parenting is, I understand, is that it's basically hovering over top of your kid constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's always trying to be there and prevent them from getting into, you know, any dangerous situations or things like that. And I think a lot of people like refer to it as wrapping your kids in bubble wrap, um, not allowing them to make their own mistakes, not allowing them to kind of grow into the people that they're supposed to be. This to me is very much like how we redid the office system in the world, where it was like everybody in cubicles or in offices disengaged from one another. No, we need open floor plans and offices and then everybody realized dude there's a reason why we have doors because things are loud and this is awful and i can't get anything done and we had to go back to cubicles and much like the same thing i think is going to happen here i think you're going to see people go oh my god dude like i've as a matter of fact we've already seen it they're in other countries they are now adding adding danger to your kid's playground so they can kind of learn about like, okay, well, that's not good. And this isn't good. What the boundaries are. They're adding things that will hurt your kids into playgrounds and things that are dangerous. So your kid can learn that there are problems in the world. And I kind of like that. Not that there should be a swing and ax that they got to run under, but there is something to the, if you protect your kid too much, they will be lulled into a false sense of security that the world is a safe place. And of course it's not. The world is set out to eat you alive and that your kids kind of need some of that. And so now in Utah, the governor is looking to sign, and I believe has signed, a free-range parenting bill, okay, which would then advocate for kids to be able to do more things on their own in order to build up skills and confidence in themselves. Utah Governor Gary Herbert signed a bill into law that declares letting children do things like travel to school, Fantone, explore a playground, or stay in the car unintended will not qualify as neglect. Now, the big one is in the car unattended because this is where we've seen kids die and parents forget that the baby was back in the car. So that one I'm okay with because I was left unattended in the car in a shopping center parking lot. How many times when I was a kid? A lot, right? So I, I think ultimately you probably could be okay. It's going to be age dependent with that one for me. With all of this, right? Well, for a lot of it. Yeah, right. for sure. For most of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I would let a four year old walk to school by themselves. 
But if you're in seventh, eighth grade and the school's on under a mile, whatever, it's going to be on you as the family. But I kind of like this a little bit. But isn't this on you as the family of everything? If I decide my five-year-old is capable of walking to themselves and I live in Utah, who's to tell me that that's not true? That would be the case now, but it wasn't the case six months ago. And that's the reason why he has the the bill. But I mean, don't we agree that somewhere along the line, there is a, a line of appropriateness and like... I, I understand the concept of like, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to have to arrest parents or, or take, you know, child protective services into a situation where an 11 year old is walking to to school, and that's common sense, and that make, you know, that's fine. But when some neglectful parent does allow their four year old to wander out into the street because they're not paying attention, he's going to be like, yo, dude, free parenting, I do what I want out here. Double digits has always been the rule for me. If your kids hits ten. That's where I'm like, all right, you're probably all right to start walking to school by yourself. You could probably ride your bike to school. You could probably do things without your older brother, your older sister, or vice versa, you know, whatever. That for some, and I don't even know why. It's not like I got a great reasoning behind that. But for some reason, 10 is like where I'm like, all right, you're probably getting close now. So at that point, I mean, it it just to me, it just feels like I I, I understand the intent of this. I just think that there's going to be so many moving lines here where it's like, well, no, of course, we can't let a three year old out here until it's, you know, yo, I'm allowed to I'm allowed to allow a three year old. out. This law will take place and take an effect on May the 8th. Um, in Utah, it's the first of its kind in the country, according to the Associated Press. The bill passed the Utah House and Utah Senate with bipartisan unanimous support. That, to me, is interesting. Oh, yeah. That, to me, is interesting. Is that the, See what I'm saying here? And here's why. At least there are a few issues, and at least in one state, where both parties are kind of like, yeah, dude, there's some common sense that needs to come back into this a little bit. Now, at the end of the day, I think this is, you know, keeping kids safe is a, a very high priority for any parent, any community, anything like that. Kids are safer now than they have been in the past. I mean, whether you're talking about like abduction rates, whether you're talking about, you know, uh, accident rates, things like that. Kids are safer now than they have been in the past. When it comes to child mortality rates, they're better now than they have been in the past, you know, 50 years. Is there a little bit of like, well, it's working now. Kids are safer now. Well, is the mortality is the mortality rate down because of the because of science and medicine got better. I mean, I, I would imagine that's why the mortality rate is down. I, I mean, I just I, yes, yes. I, I just think there's going to be different things that play into this, and like, well, sure, yeah. you know what I mean. So, like, I just think that there's going to be so so once Utah does this, and it's like, you know what, man, we found out that, that one kid that, dies on the way home from school. That that we had a five percent increase in, in 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 you know in fatal accidents when it comes to children because of this law. Then is it going to be like, well, we're not protecting our kids? And, and, and wait until, wait until this is on summer break and there's a bunch of bad kids out in your backyard running around or doing whatever or breaking bottles or, 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 or looking like hoodlums or doing whatever. And then you start calling police and like, oh, there's these three, there's, there's these three kids back here. Yeah. I, I, yes. Yes. Th- I mean, you, that's going to happen. Isn't that always yes. the argument of like, well, these, uh, these kids are just running around uh-huh. doing whatever they want. Where are the parents? Dude, I saw this a little bit the other day. Where I was, I was in the sauna at the gym, right? right? And I had just gotten done with my workout, and I'm like sweating my balls off in there. And you, when you're in the sauna at the gym, I use you, there's a glass like piece inside the door, so you can look out, and you're looking directly at the pool, right? And there's like 30 kids in the pool, in the pool. And they're screaming and throwing balls around, right? Pool behavior, okay. Being kids, okay. And this guy says to me, you know, look at these. 
stupid kids like just running around where the parent where does that and i was like dude this is exact dude if these kids were on the street corner getting in trouble you'd be telling me you know these kids should be at the ymca swimming in the pool learning how to exercise making sure they're not getting in trouble and here they are doing that and yet you're still not happy with that yeah i was gonna say when it's your kid it's like yeah my kid should be able to be out there but all of a sudden when it's you know when there's when there's when there's three black 12 year olds in your backyard all of a sudden you're gonna have a very different song that's true there is true now this did happen in maryland where like what was it three years ago where um, the Child Protective Services showed up and, and like took kids out of a house because the parents let them walk home from a park yeah. that had been about a mile from their house. Now, see, that does feel like overreach to me. It does. It feels like overreach to me. Those children were 10 and 6 years old at the time. That was three years ago, so I'm talking 13 and 9 now. But again, remember, 10 was like my like line. So if a 10-year-old's taking your 6-year-old, I'm okay with it. 10-year-old's okay with... okay. So, so now 10-year-old's responsible for the 6-year-old? To walk home a mile? Yeah, I think so. I'm not going to go, hey, 10-year-old, watch your six-year-old brother while your mom and I go out for date night. But to walk home from a park a mile away, I think so. So so, so I can leave a 10-year-old, you can walk a mile away, and you can be gone for three hours. But I can't leave a 10-year-old, six-year-old home while I go out to the, to, to, to the movies? <sighs> You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just so many. There's so many lines I, here. I, I, you're not wrong about saying what's the what's real the difference? difference is. You're not wrong, but for some reason, I feel like there is one, and maybe it's this. Maybe I'm being too guilty of doing what people do all the time, which is taking my personal experiences and going, "Well, it was fine, right. so we'll be fine." Because I'm thinking about when I was a kid. It was nothing, and I mean, dude, my dad was a workaholic. My mom worked two jobs. Right. My parents were hard. I was a latchkey kid my whole life. It's honestly, it led to a lot of the problems, but it was nothing on, on summer break for my friends who live next door to me, Jeff and Brian, for us to get on our bikes at 10 years old and be gone until the sun came down. Be gone all day. There was nobody all older than all us. The time. Yeah. There was nobody older than us and we were fine. So isn't there a little bit now? And now again, if the world's safer than it's been before, and that was fine, then shouldn't by, by that math doesn't it mean this should be fine now? I mean, you were fine, yes, except for what happened. You well, know what I'm saying? But what happened in a different neighborhood way before then? I was much younger, but yes, nonetheless, it can happen. Yes, it can. It, it can happen. I do believe that that the that the helicopter parenting issue has led into this entitled, I should never have to deal with anything that upsets me attitude that's taken over the world, though. I feel feel like at the end of the day, it's really like pretty much every other conversation we have where it's like, if you're just going to be on top of your kids and not let them do anything dangerous, then of course your kids are going to grow up and have some developmental issues and not have necessarily, you know, faced the conflict that they needed to in life. But if you're just going to opposite it and just be like, well, my kids are kids and we they can leave and be gone all day, you can't be shocked when it, when something happens. You can't be like, oh my god, how did this happen? Yes, that, that, uh, yeah. There's going to be real. That's the thing about being a parent, dude, is that there's real inherent danger. Yeah, out damned there if in you do world. and damned if you don't. You really are. But I, but I would like for. I have called for I want parents to be charged with something if your kid takes a gun out of your bedroom and shoots somebody with it because yeah. you're supposed to be in charge of that kid. Yeah. All right. But yet I don't feel as if if your kid's walking home from a park and somebody beats him up that you're necessarily responsible for that. You see what I'm saying? Which do those things hold up at the same time? I'm not sure they do, even though that that's how I feel. It's a little wishy-washy. Yeah, and honestly, it's just, dude, I feel like I should go get a vasectomy right now. <laughs> like I'm just like, you know what? This is all such a headache. I don't even know if I want to do this. Um, 
all of Star County just said, <laughs> yes, do it, do it now. Your shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword cash to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's cash to 200-200. Rock. 1069. This is how much time it takes to realize the other shows suck. Thanks, science. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Coming up at uh, 10 a.m. this morning on Rock 1069's Facebook page, there is going to be an internet presale for the Counting Crows featuring Live, who you just heard on Rock 1069. Coming up at 10 a.m. on the Facebook page. Dude, that's a show I'd kind of like to see. Yeah, Blossom, August 26th right there. Um, All right. Here we go. I'll tell you this. Let's get it. So Villanova won the national championship the other night. Yeah, they did. All right. I used to hate Villanova and the Counting Crows for the what? same reason. What? <laughs> okay. I can't wait to hear why. Oh. Why do I do it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing here. I don't have to do it. I had been dating this girl yeah. who was friends. She had this friend who was dating, who is, was in a long distance. Re- this was years and years and years ago, college age type stuff. And her friend had been dating a guy who went to Villanova. They were in a long distance thing. All right. So my girlfriend, being the mega whore she was, Jeez. went to Villanova with her friend. So she could see her boyfriend, and of course cheated on me with like two different dudes while being there. Maybe at the same time. Who knows? Not maybe. Okay. She got stuffed out Jeez. by two dudes Jeez. at the same time. Jeez. Came home and told me, well, it's not that bad. One of the guys ended up having whiskey D. could barely do it. Oh. And that's how she tried to sell me on staying with That her. makes it better. And I guess like the two songs that, like two of the songs they kept listening to while being there was one of the Counting Crow songs. I don't remember which one. And remember that Crash Test Dummy song? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, those two songs were like a big part of that weekend for her. And I hated Villanova, the Crash Test Dummies, and Counting Crows for like a decade straight out of like this like childish rage I had inside of me about the fact that I choose whores. Yeah, how is that the Counting Crows' fault, dude? Sorry know. we were popular in 1994. What do you want us to do about well, that, bro? He banged Courtney Cox, and then my girlfriend cheated on me and used it as a soundtrack. Makes me hate you. God, dude. I mean, like, listen, I like 90s music as much as the next dude, but, like, if I can put together my soundtrack for the for the, for the the MMF threesome action, dude, Counting Crows not making that list, dude. Oh, you know, college kids. I guess, man. Do your boy held on to that? Till about five minutes ago. <laughs> I, dude, I wish it wasn't that funny, but I mean, that's, I mean, dude, seriously, I held on to that, that anger and that rage for so long. I mean, so long. I mean, it was like a decade. I like, like hated that woman because of all that. Well, that's, that's understandable. Hating that woman for the rest of your life. Fine. I get that, bro. But I don't get the hating on the counting dude, crows, dude. I was such a bitch when I was with her, dude. Like, dude, total bitch made. That chick cheated on me like three, four times. And I just kept going back. And I don't even know why. Yeah, I actually do know why. But I just... It, dude, I was such a bitch then, dude. Like, it was terrible. 
Did we just figure out why I'm not married? Because a woman, <laughs> like, you know what I mean, ruined me? Well, I mean, over the course of, I don't know, the past four years, we kind of have. I don't know if this is going to be enough to take the cake itself. But I believe Villanova won another national championship playing basketball once before this, and I hated it. Yeah, a couple it, years ago. And it was like, yeah, I was going to say, it was years and years later, and I was still like, I hate it. And so when I heard they won the other night, I was like, of course they did. She's probably going to go back to AA and get railed out again. Hated. I uh, I wish we would have talked about something else. Something else. Anything else, dude. We had an opportunity <laughs> I wish there. we would have talked about something else. I don't feel good right now. <laughs> I feel terrible. Did you? Uh, well, we should make people aware of this. What is that? There's some more developing uh, development. That's happening in that shopping center. You'll have to forgive me. I forget the name of it. The one that's on the corner of Everhart and Whipple. I know the American Oven's in there. Okay. We like we like okay. that. Okay, all right. The, the new shopping center over there in the Belden Village area. And okay. I know Fathead's Brewery's in there. I yep. know Skechers is in there. See what I'm yep. saying? There's a bunch of stuff in there, and we're getting some more. Um, I guess the H.H. Gregg, obviously, you know, closing down, or has closed down. But again, that's, I mean, welcome to, you know, some retail. But they're announcing a new tenant, um, but no details are going to be given just yet. But more and more stuff is coming into that shopping center. They claim, Fantone, and I guess this could be true, that 40,000 cars a day go by that shopping center. Yeah, I mean, mean, yeah. It's it's starting to get a little congested right there. Because, again, now across the street, you'll have Duluth Trading Company. That's going to be there. I know Jersey Mike's went in over there somewhere. Dude, that can be tricky getting in dude, and out of there. It's not just congested, dude. It is a gangbang of traffic over there, dude. And honestly, like, that's kind of the thing that, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a little bit outside of the Belton Village area, but still, in, in as we compact more and more things in there, like, it's convenient. And I understand that. And it's like, boy, great. You only have to drive into this one area. But, like, it does keep me away. Like, just, just the amount of traffic, just the amount of, like, headache. I, there's times I'm like, eh, I'll just go into Maslin or I'll drive somewhere else because I don't want to go to Belden Village. What's weird is that, and and I know it is proper, excuse me, I don't consider that to be Belden Village right there. For it's me, right. up until you get, dude, for me, Belden Village starts at that intersection where that Taco Bell is. Right. And goes down to, what's that other street all the way down there? That's Everhard. Everhard, yeah. Yeah. So from like there to there is Belden and then across down to Fulton. For me, is where I consider Belden Village to be. And that area, 11 to 7, unless it's dicks, your boy's out. I mean, that's the thing. Out. Is, is like, I, I mean, I'm glad there's I'm glad there's retail stores opening up in the Canton area. For of sure. Of course, dude. I mean, let's be real it's a about it. sign. Right. It's 2018. I mean, more and more brick-and-mortar stores just out the window, and, and, and that might be the way of the future. So the fact that this is happening, and not only is it happening like, it's it's not, it's not, it's not Dollar Generals and fast food joints. You know what I'm saying? These are like these are these are retailers that serve high end, you know, products and like are 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 unique to the area. So like I approve of that. I just feel like there's a little bit of like it's just it's just super saturated with people. It, there is some tr- truth to that, but I'm happy for that guy that owns the American Oven over there. Oh yeah, I remember when I first moved in here. It was that was in there. Fazoli's was in that in that shopping center, and not much else. Like, yeah, it was, it was, there was so much construction. I was like, dude, this is a good restaurant. But it's like, if people aren't in here, how are you going to survive it? Right. And now, dude, he's got business all the way around him. He's got to be doing better. Formerly known as Thanksgiving Dinner 365. Yeah, TGD that's, that's, TGD was when, when we first stepped on. But no, that's that's great for that. And I think American Oven is a much better name. Yeah, it totally. sounds more appetizing to me. So, I, dude, he's got to be happy about all that business being in there. I As would, we all should be. I mean, a, a rise of the tide lifts all boats here. So, like, I'm not going to complain about it, but I am going to avoid it. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be like, I don't want to go over there. 
I need you to start thinking about an answer for a question. I'm going to ask all you right. the question now, and I want your answer after the break. The most pretentious rock band of all time is, and we'll find out what our answers are next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. I want to thank Grayson, who emailed in and was like letting us know that um, my mic volume has, has been a little bad over the last few days. And something happened to the calibration of these mics. Like they are, they're completely different. When, when you put the audio into an editor, you can actually see it up and down. But uh, Grayson, I appreciate you reminding me. I've sent a, a, an email out to, our, to the engineering department. Hopefully, they'll get that fixed. One of the important things about doing a radio show is the mic sounding right. It's like the thing that matters. Kind of important. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's part of it. Yeah, for sure. So I appreciate you letting us know on that. I took this via Twitter, and I thought it was an interesting question, so I figured we would just end the show by talking about it. And I was asked who I thought the the most pretentious band ever is. And this guy gave me his top five. At five, he puts Kiss in here, which is laughable, hysterical, that you're going to call Kiss a pretentious rock band. Dude, they wore makeup and wrote songs about partying all day, rock and roll all night and party all day. Like, that's the least pretentious band you're ever going to find in your entire life. That's not pretentious at all. I think that's, that, that's using a word because you like the word and not necessarily the actual definition of the word. Judas Priest was on his list. Nickelback's another one, which again, Nickelback is anything but pretentious. Chad laughs at himself very well, as a matter of fact. The, the pretentious doesn't fit Nickelback at all. Now, Russian Queen, I will give you Rush to me is way more pretentious than Queen. I don't think Queen was all that pretentious. I think it sounds that way now, but I don't think that they were necessarily a pretentious band. Rush, however, was a very pretentious band. They are a musician's musician. Like that's what they are. Like they're you, you. you it's all about time patterns, and it's it's very intricate and complicated. And that to me is pretentious. Now I love Rush, but they are pretentious as hell. So I started thinking about this, and I'm curious, Phantom, who who do you think is the most pretentious band of all time? I think you can just automatically put prog rock into the conversation, not as a you know, just as 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 an as a genre. The entire thing, it's like, oh my god, Dragon There's Force. Okay, we get it, dude. Um, I, I I definitely think there's you know, Rush is 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 a great example of that. Um, I know this isn't a popular opinion, but I feel like anything Tool related is very pretentious to me, where it's like, okay, dude, we, well, you, we get it. You were like the first one of the kind of. Say to me, like, dude, all Tool is is today's Rush. And, very much so to and, me. And you, you are very, you're very right about that. Now, I love both bands, but you are right. But the band that I will pick as the most pretentious band that I could come up with during the commercial break, I'm going to go with, and uh, bands with, like, you know, commercial success that people know what we're talking about, uh, I'm going with U2. Okay, that's a great pick. And I think, now, however, I do think they're labeled as pretentious because of Bono's politics and speaking out about it so much. And since the 80s, since he's been so vocal, I'm not necessarily sure the music is quite as pretentious. But that, that I think sometimes that, that they, they get labeled that way because of who Bono is as a person. But yes, I do believe that they are rightfully on said list. For me, the answer is always going to be Radiohead. Okay. The answer is always going to be Radiohead. That is the most pretentious band I've ever seen. And I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. They refuse to play the only song people know. Like, you go see them in concert, they don't play Creep. They won't do it. That, to me, is pretentious. 
That to me is like, no, we're here about our art, bro. And even though we wrote this really great song that only most people will really only know this one, we're not playing it because we only want to play for the people who really love us. That is pretentious. That is the definition of that word. That feels that way to me. I would always pick Radiohead just because, dude, how dare you not play the one song people want to hear? Like that, I just don't get it all. Again, 10 a.m., you'll be able to get to uh, an internet presale for the Counting Crows featuring live. That will be at Rock 106.9's Facebook page. Also at 10.10, Teresa will get you hooked up with another $1,000, part of Rock 106.9's $480,000 giveaway. And we'll be back live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Podcast will be shortly up at WRQK.com. Have a great afternoon watching the Masters. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.